friends. It's your girl. I am Sheila Michelle, and I am back with another episode of I Am Sheila Michelle, the podcast. Now, you're not going to believe who I got on the couch today. Y'all are not going to believe who is on the couch today because I can't even believe who's on the couch today. But I have an extremely special guest. As you know, all of our guests are special, but this is an extremely special guest because I want to introduce to you Mr. Damon Dix, Sr., who happens to be DJ's dad. Welcome, How you doing? Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yep. Did you see yourself on the couch? No, ma'am. <laughs> well, we're going to get into why later. We're going to get into why later. Why neither one of us really thought we'd be sitting on the couch together. Um, what I want to go into first is I actually want to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you. Hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be Father's Day for us to acknowledge, you know, our men, the you know, the men that are in our lives. Um, it doesn't have to be their birthday. It don't have to be Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like, we really need to learn how to give men their flowers, you know, too, on a regular basis. So, you are CEO of DJ's Cuts. Correct. Which is a barbershop. Yes, ma'am. Um, is it also a hair salon or just barber right now? Barber's right now, but it's set up for a hair salon also. Okay, okay, okay. You got some booths open? There's some people that can contact you? Yes. Okay, cool. And then Danye's Kitchen? Yes. Tell us about Danye. What's on the menu? Um, our specialties are fried salmon bites, fried ribs, bologna sandwiches. You know, we brought bologna sandwiches back. All right. Fried green tomatoes, homestyle fries. Those like the um you can't get those everywhere. You know what I mean? Those the classics. Are fried, yeah, you can't get yes, that the classic. And um fried turkey wings. And fried turkey wings. That's yep. different. They're different. Yep. Yes. And we also have the you know, the regular hot wings and, and the hot towels and hamburgers. The pot the, the culture stuff. Yes. Gotcha. Located at twenty five forty nine College Park, Roosevelt Highway. And then the barbershop is just, is it just one it's, door open? It's a, uh, actually, it's right next to it. It's Suite A and Suite B. Okay. 2549 Roosevelt Highway, Suite A for the barbershop and Suite B for the restaurant. Okay, let's go. Take the block over. Trying to. Uh, Way Too Real Records. Yes. Tell us about that. We started Way Too Real Records back in, what, 2000, 1999. And, you know, we had a long break off, but we... Back at it now, we just got a studio. Um, we're going to do videos and block times and video shoots, photo shoots. You know, we back open. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, now you're an OG. So, how, how are the folks going to reach you? Now, how, how do they, are you connected on social media? Facebook. Okay. Yes, connected on Facebook. What's your Facebook handle? Demond Dix. Okay, that's yeah. D-E-M-O-N-D-E, -E, and it's D-I-C-K-S, Devon yes. Dix on Facebook. Okay, yes. great. So, Mr. Dix, you're a serial entrepreneur. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, part of me is not surprised, right? Because, truthfully, <laughs> you come from a family of entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> you can say that. I mean, yeah, so, you know, Sue and Silas. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, they were entrepreneurs when people weren't called entrepreneurs. Right. They were entrepreneurs when people were just known as having their own business, you know, or working for themselves. That's what That's they right. called it back in yep. the day. But they really were entrepreneurs. Yep. Um, they had a club. 
restaurant. Club, restaurant, uh, Suran, really a boarding house. Uh-huh. Right? Bootleg house. Bootleg house. <laughs> I don't know if my rich friends know what a bootleg house is. <laughs> don't worry about it. They're fine. <laughs> but yeah, but I love that. Um, I think that y'all should know that we have known each other for 32 years. Thirty-two years. You just celebrated a birthday too. Yeah, April first. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm really proud. I'm really proud. You know, I say proud for you right. because you know you people can do a lot of different things, but the thing that makes it most meaningful, like if it means something to you, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not even about other people being proud of you. Like, it's about you being proud for you. So I just want to let you know, I'm very proud for you. But I want to get into life before you became the serial entrepreneur. Can yes. we get into, can we get into, I think Carisha, I think Carisha please calls it the smoke, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to get into the smoke? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, you haven't always been an entrepreneur, um, on this side of the house. You've been an entrepreneur on another side of the house, too. <laughs> yes. So share with us a little bit about your journey into um, coming out of the streets, you know, to running three enterprises. Because I, I, I make a joke, right, that I say richer than a drug dealer, right? I joke and I say I'm richer than a drug dealer because <laughs> I feel like you know, when you and I, you know, when we met as young teenagers, you know, 14, 15, 15, 16 years old, it was a time when people felt like they had to sell drugs. They didn't feel like they could make it. They didn't feel like they could get a corporate job or they didn't feel like college was for them or, you know, maybe they weren't going to be the athlete or the rapper, you know. So it it, it felt tight. You know, it, everybody didn't have a car, didn't own a house, right? But now I feel like money is much more easily made with less stress, yes. got to worry about nobody, you know, robbing me, killing me, you know, uh, uh, looking for me, looking over my shoulder. And then, you know, they say a lot of the drug addicts are getting healed now. So it's like, I don't know what the temperature is like in the streets, but talk to us a little bit about like how you were able to make that transition and obviously take your business expertise from the streets and convert that and make it legitimate. How did I make the transition? But first of all, I want to say thank you for um, acknowledging me and, you know, holding me up to something. But making that transition from the streets to entrepreneurship, it came with the love, the love I had for my son. You know what I mean? My son, DJ, you know, was taken away from us in 2016. Actually, he was the best thing ever happened to me and the worst thing ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I never thought, like, I would transform like that, you know, and it came from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So. I know one thing that I noticed when I was thinking about, you know, you coming on and us having this conversation, um, which is a big deal, by the way, y'all. It's a big deal for so many different reasons. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but... I was just thinking about like how you have such um you're a lot more humble now. Yes. Cause you was a ball of fire. Yes. You might still be a ball of fire, but like it's not like you're a lot more humble. 
you know, you actually seem like you at a lot more peace with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's a difference. Right. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I would take the old you just to have DJ back. Right. To be honest. I'm, right. I'm happy for this new you. Right. I really am. But I would take the old you, you know, just to have DJ back. Right. Um, but DJ's not your only child. Let's get into that too. No, I have 11 kids. 11? Yep, 11 kids. Okay. Yep. 11. And mm -hmm. how many grandkids? 15. Okay. That's what I thought I saw. I thought I caught caught that. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, it was when you and I were in a relationship together or in or out or whatever we was. And I think you know, when you had the first child that was not mine, that was a very hurt, hurtful <laughs> thing. You know, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about it. But, you know, I just feel like God always knows what he's doing, right? That's because right. kids don't ask, ask to come here, right? right. And right. obviously God has a purpose for their lives. And so he has entrusted you with not... One, not two, you know, but 11 lives, right? That's right. And, you know, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's amazing. Did you imagine yourself with a big family like that? Nope. Not one time, nope. <laughs> living in the streets, uh, living that street life, you know, you have no rules, no morals, no nothing, no respect for yourself, no respect for other people, no respect for women, you know, and making money just, you know, yeah. Sleeping with different women and not knowing, you know what I mean? Like today, I would take all that back if I do, it would end up like this. Yeah. You know, without the money, without the fame, without anything. Yeah. So, Are the kids close? Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, all right. Like, do you see, what's like the, the number one thing? Because we know that your kids look like you. That's a fact. We got that part. <laughs> we got that part. The kids and the grandkids look like you. We got that part. But like, what, like what characteristic, like, do you see a common thread among all the kids? I mean, they got different moms, but do you see a common thread? Like, do you see you? What, what aspect of you do you see show up in all the kids? Hmm. They attitude. Yeah. Like they they all um they just alike. So they get along, but they bump heads all the time because all of them want to be head honcho, the boss. Even <laughs> even the girls, you know, they just got that 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 chip on the shoulder. You know how Jed Dez got it. Yeah. All of them got a chip on their shoulder, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh I guess come from being a leader or a boss or whatever you may call it, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, DJ and I had an interesting text conversation. One day he texted me and he said, "What? Did, how did he say it? Ah, it just escaped me. But basically he he, he he was talking to me. He wasn't using it. It was like we just knew what each other was talking about. He was like, how did this happen? Yeah, you told me about it. <laughs> but so you... How we so different. Yeah, we so know, different. Right. But he... But what I, but number one, as a parent, I didn't want him to feel divided regardless of our differences. Right. 
you know, I didn't want him to feel like he was a mistake or something was wrong with uh, him or he got the short end of the stick <laughs> or, you know, I I never wanted them to feel that way here in Dez, um, which is part of the reason why I responded the way I responded when I told him, like, hey, we actually do have things in common. Right. You know, um, I don't know if we knew that, you know, when we were back in then. a relationship, I don't, uh, I don't, then. I don't even think we were mature enough nah. to be thinking about like what do we have in common <laughs> or you know any of those things. But um, I think that's awesome, and that they have that characteristic because you see how it turned out for you. So now you know how it can turn out for them too. Like it can yeah. turn top side up, and it don't have to be a tragedy. You know, right. I personally wish that when DJ was killed, everybody would just get their life right and live right and be whatever, you know, but right. we know it don't happen. That don't mean nothing. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I feel like when you lose somebody, time keeps going for everybody else. Right. You you stuck with that. Right. But everybody else don't move on. Right, they don't move on. Yeah, they don't move on. Right, yeah. But it's like you still stuck in it. Yeah, we still forever for life. Yeah. Yep. We still stuck in it, and it's a different stroke every day. Um, so how, like, how do you cope? Like, how are you doing? Um, you know, I put it in God's hand. Yeah. You know, there's a story. I was locked up in your mall. She called me, you know. And uh, she was like, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. I like, how you doing? She like, I'm I'm great. You know, she stayed um, on the internet, you know, looking up them guys' names and keeping up with them, like, mm -hmm. you know. So she said, um, what prison you at? I said, I'm, um, I'm at Calhoun Prison, State Prison. She said, um, don't you know one of them guys there that did that? I said, no, I ain't know that. <laughs> at the same time, yeah. I knew it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I ain't want to let her know, like, no, right. right. So... That was kind of like crazy, you know. She was just like, "Look, you got other people to live for, and um, just you know, put it in God's hand, and um, I'm praying for you." And she was just like, "Put everything in God's hand, and don't think, don't think to try to take this in your own hands." And you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Don't take it in your own hands, and um, and it stuck with me. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I said, I, I really got to put this in God's hand. I can't control this no more, and, right. and that's what I do every day. It, it never leaves. Like every day, I have to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. every day you got to just put it in God's hand and keep going. Like we don't know which direction we're going. Right. You know what I mean, so I just walk by faith in that right. situation right there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, we were in court for two weeks. Court started on my birthday. Mm. Your jury selection was on my birthday mm. and court started the next day. And I mean, the distance from us to them was like from here to here, yeah. you know, uh, you know, we had, of course, hearings before then. Yeah. People, you know, want to get buns and, you yeah. know, it, that's a whole that's that's a that's a whole season of shows, you know, just right. to talk through, you know, that process. I think it still really hasn't set in for me. I can't tell you that I hate the boys or I can't tell you how I feel about the boys because I still haven't processed 
I'm still processing how I feel about DJ not being right, right, like right. to be honest, I ain't even got over there. Like right. I I can't even and maybe, you know, I don't even know if I'm allowing myself to get over there because I think that's just the kind of stuff that can keep you in a space you don't need to be in. Right. You know. Um I know, you know, the wine boy, uh, Clark, who set DJ up. Cause, and not only did he set DJ up, but he planted a seed, right? right? Cause follow, we know that boy Waller was just going to rob DJ. Right. But Clark was the one who said, you got to kill him though. Right. The power of words. You understand right. what I'm saying? And when I have talked to people, you know, I even, I even said, you know, the interesting thing about that is if I think of like, let's say you, I don't think no dude at, now these boys are 20, right? Like let's take you at, at 16, uh, even, right? Uh, no dude could ever tell you, you going to have to kill him though. And you're going to be like, okay, uh, that's what I'm about to do. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right, right. you know, so then you start getting into the layers of not just them being killers or, you know, reckless, but just like no, like no moral code, but like no, no self-esteem, no self-confidence, no, like not standing on nothing. You know, somebody tell you, you got to kill somebody, so you just going to kill them? Yeah, it's a new area. <laughs> Today area is, is, you know, it's, it's gang culture. You know, when yeah. we grew up, we had our neighborhood where we were from College Park, from Hershey Road, yeah. stuff like that. But now everybody got to be a part, or they think they got to be a part of the game. All the young guys, and, you know, they got people over them, tell them to do stupid yeah. stuff for them to think they cool. Yeah. These are the things they have to go through these days, you know. Yeah. And it's it, just bad. Yeah. Know, when you got a 24-year-old telling you to do stuff, and his mind ain't developed either. Yeah. Right. And that's what the DA talked to me about. So it was like, it was that process, which I pray I never, ever have right. to go through no, it again. But that process, because, you know, people just think, you know, like our son was murdered. Like, you know, somebody just took his life because they wanted to over something that they thought they should have or could have or whatever. And people just, I think in general, people kind of think that, you're supposed to have a certain type of opinion about it or you're supposed to feel a certain type of way, but it's just, it's too many emotions and too many different ways. And then you're like stuck inside of a process right. because court don't work off emotions. No. Right. It, I mean, like ultimately, yes, you know, right. the attorneys are attempting to sway the jurors, you know, with persuasive speaking, but like, I'm just saying Pretty like, it don't, they, they wouldn't even show DJ in court. Because they said they the defense objected to DJ being shown he was murdered and they didn't even have the the, the decency to allow him to be shown they wouldn't they said that they felt like it would influence the jury right. so you know we were going through they was depicting there was every tattoo he had you know just it was just craziness you know and and. And then you looking at, so you got the judicial system, you got the, just the fact that people have the right to argue, even if they right. are guilty, you yeah. got the, the, and they can make any argument they want, right? right? Yeah. Um, 
So it it wasn't no slam dunk. You know, there are parents who don't know what happened to their kids. Right. And I wouldn't want to be there, but it's really no different when you do know what happened right. because then you have to go through every time they appeal. Right. You yeah. you know, yeah. every time they want a bond hearing. One boy talking about he he appealing because he had a uh uh um injury when he was a child and there's no way that he could make good decisions. Right, you know, they come up with all type of things. <laughs> the defense does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you you just so it's just so many different I things. I try not to get into it. You know, a lot of it, yeah. just, you know, it is what it is. It hurt. And um, just let God work the process yeah. out because, you know, things come back around. You know what I mean? So, oh, hey. Yeah, they do. You know, and, you know, you know yeah. how hard it hurt me. You know what I mean? So, and that's the main thing that changed me today. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That will keep me humble. Yeah. Because, like, right now, I stay away from people because, I got so much anger built up me me behind that that I could take it out on the wrong person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, when I met you, you were supposed to be a football player. Exactly. Or maybe a basketball player. Right. Athlete. Okay. So, when did becoming an athlete go away and these businesses come up? Okay, when did the athlete go away? Well, that went away when ninety two, ninety one, when um when DJ came into this world, you know. <laughs> it's always about DJ, you know, like my life right now is a whole lot of DJ. So, you know, I came up without a father. I had a stepfather but not a real father, you know, and I said to myself, I never ever, you know, abandon my kids no matter what situation. So I wanted to um play ball, you know, that was my thing, playing ball. So I was like, I'm going to play ball and take care of this kid, you right. know what I mean? So, Westlake High School, we up there, I seen the little boys, you know, I just moved from Columbus, so, you know, I'm kind of slow a little bit, but, you know, not that slow, but a little slower than Atlanta. So, I go to the bathroom, see the guys in the dressing room, the locker room, they selling weed and stuff like that, these boys selling weed in school. Yeah. So I was like, dang, I maybe I could sell a little weed and take care of my son and continue to play ball. Right. But it didn't happen like that, you know, and uh, the main thing, like I said, my father, he wasn't there for me. So I had to, you know. Yeah. But I wanted to play ball, but I knew I had to take care of my son. Right. So that kind of grew over and outgrowed everything else and from there, it was to the streets. You know what I mean? But do you feel Which, like so do, do you feel like you and your dad kind of had a good relationship though when he passed away, like a little bit? Nah. No. I mean, I had respect for him, but not no good relationship. Not no good relationship. Right. Yeah. A good relationship, a man don't just abandon his kids. You know, I don't, I don't see that. I don't feel that. I don't stand on that. What's the number one thing you want your kids to get? Because, you know, we have had a tumultuous uh, relationship, right? Yeah. And when I say relationship, I don't like mean like romantic, right? Because right. you have relationships with people. And it's not that it's a romantic relationship. But there are still, and that to me, that just speaks to like how God is. Like God uses people to deposit into you. You know what I mean? Whether right. you whether they're your BFF or not. So like how you, you know, you told me one time you got to stay down. That always stayed with me. Right, you gotta that stay never, down. That never left me. That I always stay. You got to stay, you down, stay with down with it, right? What's that one thing you want 
your your kids to know? Like the one thing I want them to know, just how to survive, how to take care of themselves, love okay. themselves, and take care of themselves and their kids, and you know, just survive this world. You know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And so, what are the what are the things that you brought from being in the streets? to where you are now as an entrepreneur? Everything beside the drawers and the camera. <laughs> <laughs> everything beside the okay. you know, Yeah. Everything so beside. same thing. You just right. living it's, something else. Are you running, uh, um, okay, I want no million dollar drawer dealer when I was selling drawers, but, you know, a thousand there. But, you know, to um, manage that, it, you got to have a, yeah. a corporate mind, a yeah. business mindset, you know, yeah. like taking inventory. What can I spend when I can't spend yeah. so I can grow, you know? So yeah. it shows you how to do it. It's, you know. Just different. Right. It's illegal, but now you're doing illegal. It's the same thing. Those are the best, you know, um, what I say, managers or yeah. owners yeah. out there today. Because yeah. they know how to experience. They know when to hold and when not. They know when to hold, when to fold. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They know when they got to do some extra stuff. Yeah. Or just kick back. You yeah. Know? Uh, they know how to be in the hole. They know, like, coming out the hole. Right. Because, you know, it, it, it ain't stable. Right. It's always rocky. You right. You that? Right. So, y'all, I hope y'all picking up what's being put down. Okay? Because we just heard it don't matter whether you, whether what, what you flipping. Right. Right. This this a core skill set right here. This a foundation. Yeah. What you think about BMF? Do you watch it? BMF? No, I don't watch. No, no, ma'am. Okay. No, I don't watch BMF. No, I don't, I don't watch TV. You know, I still just watch sports. Sports. You watch sports power? And news? No. No power. No, I ain't, I'm not okay. up to date. <laughs> well, who who we should who should we be watching in sports then right now? LeBron James. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know why I want to give LeBron his prize. I, I'm still stuck in the Michael you can Jordan go, You can go to Steph Curry, though. I'm still, like, I still don't Michael think... Michael Jordan, he's he gone. He I know he's gone, but, like, is there really somebody better than Michael for real? Like, is LeBron really better than Michael in real life? No. But he had a better career. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. They two different. They, they different. They different players. They different. Right, they, they different. Okay. Nah, you'll never see another Mike. I mean, you may be, but, you know, Kobe yeah. was close, but yeah. LeBron is, he, he more out of a round player. He, he just ain't no killer when it comes to scoring. Yeah. Other than that, he the best. He could rebound and assist. Oh, you know, he controlled the game. Yeah. All right. What about, um, so you, you basketball, you football, any other sports you watch? Nah, pretty much it. Boxing? Boxing, yeah. yeah. You seen the fight the other night? No. No. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of TV. I like Power though. Okay. So if I watch anything, it's Power. Okay. I'm be real. That like that's probably the only thing. Every now and then, Keith a big TV person. He can find anything in a movie. He loves TV, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not big on it. Okay. Um. So way too real records. Now you yeah you had way too real records. Um. It should be probably about yeah, going on about twenty three years yeah, now. Man, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So tell tell us what's what's the mission, what's the vision? Because some of my rich friends, they listen. I got I got a diverse community, so I might have somebody you need to sign. I might have an artist you need to sign. Uh, we we we're, we're not signing anymore. We we're we just mostly doing like um 
studio studio like time promoting, but I think that's awesome. stuff like that we're not really just getting all into artists okay like okay but i think that's a move because i know we just had a covid test engagement for a movie right it's a movie a major movie that's being that that well they've wrapped up now but it got me to think i was like shoot maybe i need to get a building and you know have something for like movie production or studio time man you can actually it just came to me. My my um my partner, boss man, trap boy gang, you know, they um he um he trying to get him on the event center. So yeah. he had the studio I already made and he was called me, but like it pretty much was a gift. Yeah. Cause I said I wasn't gonna get back into the music. Okay. But God just blessed he just put me right there with it. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Just put you Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just last week. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, you know. Yeah. All the equipment. Yeah. He just gave me the keys. Say, hey, you got to pay this a month, but you have everything in there because okay. I know you're going to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what So what? Don't, what don't conversations with God be like these days with you? Conversations with God be like? What they be like? <laughs> what you mean when it like, be like? <laughs> no, no I said, well, you, we, Rich Man, y'all know, we already so, got the clearance and no, nothing was off just, limits. Like, no, the conversation from God, you yeah. know, you just ask questions and yeah. ask them for um, strength and guidance and yeah. protection and praying for, really, I pray for the world more people yeah. than just myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, hey, I'm just one person. You Correct. Know what I mean, I can't change nothing. You know what I mean? But if we could put something in everybody hard, something could change. Yeah. You know? So I pray yeah. for most of everybody and just ask God, just please keep yeah. looking over me, helping me, you know, just talking yeah. to him, you know, yeah. same old thing. Well, you know, because some people pray and ask God for what they want. Some people pray and ask God, let his will be done. You know what I mean? <laughs> some people have like, certain things like I had a guest one I had a guest and so um I feel like she prayed for soft stuff. Right. You know, like um I got you one on that one. Um okay when I was younger, I used to pray for God for the wrong things, you know what I mean? Okay. I prayed for all the wrong things. I played for, for the money, the cars, the clothes, the jewelry yeah. and all this and that. Guess what? He blessed me with <laughs> But guess what? Yeah. I lost it all because I ain't had the, the proper mindset to yeah. keep everything. So these days, you got to pray for more mindset yeah. and strength and all that so yeah. you can keep it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because if, if you got it, it, just go through your fingers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm here too. And, this, and everything looks nice. Everything good. Yeah. Well, but she said she wants you to ask her a question, so I'm gonna have to take over. <laughs> he said about the um, DJ cuts. How did we come up with that? Yeah, it all came off the duo for DJ. Okay. Right. So everything we do now is for DJ. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, I came up with the DJ cuts. Yeah. So Dez got the uh, restaurant. So yeah. he came up with Daniel DJ Miller name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um. That's how we got the DJ yeah. cuts and the Dunyays. It's all run off, do it for DJ. That's awesome. Right. I mean, that's what he wanted. Right. When he called me on Mother's Day, he's, you know, he said he was going to barbering school and oh, he said he wanted a food truck. Tell so. them about the um 
the Breakthrough Foundation, which I know you have. Okay, the duo yeah. DJ. People be watching you, y'all. They see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have so we haven't been because the business been taking up so much, but um, we we really do need to rally back up. So, you know, when DJ left the world. You know, I I think probably about 45 days later, I created the Breakthrough Foundation. Um, you can follow the Breakthrough Foundation, Inc. It's a couple of them. So you got it's the Breakthrough Foundation, Inc. on Facebook. Yeah. Um, because I thought, hey, let me help some kids go to school. You right. know, I don't want money to be a factor. You know, let's let's help some kids go to it school. It's a great thing. And I think it's just important for us to know that, like, whenever you want to help somebody, it's always layers to it. And it's, you just have to do your part with no strings attached. You know, it, you might plant a seed. It might not blossom until later because, honestly, a lot of the kids that we help, you know, they didn't stay in school. So then we said, well, maybe we should start helping sophomores, you know, the ones like, because it's hard. Like that first year of college can be tough. So we said, well, let's, let's get the money to the sophomores and higher because, you know, they ready to stick and stay. But the, the mission of the Breakthrough Foundation is really to take youth from their potential into their purpose. And the reason why is because, we know DJ was a good kid. Right. Like, we don't even got to campaign about that. Like, he was who he was. But I think there was misalignment in his purpose. Like, I think he wanted to play basketball. Like, he, you know, he ate, slept, and drank basketball. Like, that's all he ever saw for himself. And for some reason, and that I don't know, I don't think he just, he had the confidence, and I don't know why, that he could do something else. It was like he it was like he wouldn't allow himself to just do something else. Like I was like, DJ, you could be a coach like, you know, if you like the NBA, just go work for the NBA or, you know, and he's not the only one. Right. And that's kind of a reason why we do this podcast is because it's going to take you taking your pain and wringing it out to get to your purpose. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. And life ain't going to be what you want it to be all the time. <laughs> you know, you lucky if it happens some of the time, right? right. Um, and so that's that's what I thought, that, like, we'll give this money to kids. But it is our kids need so much more help. Like, that might have helped us. Like, if somebody just said, hey, I'll pay for you to go to college. You'd be right. like, okay, ain't worry about no football scholarship. I'm right. just going to college. But nowadays, it's... Everybody want to be an entrepreneur. Nobody wants to work for anybody. Everybody want to do their own thing. But even in that, you still got to be prepared. Like you, you, you still got to have a mindset, like you were saying, and you know, you got to have a core skill set, like you were saying, like stand on it, and you know, all those things. So you're an entrepreneur, but you already all the characteristics you've been had in you a long time. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like it was just in you. So thing happened, bring it out, just yeah. like you. Yeah. Everybody walk. Throughout your walk, things gonna blossom. Yeah, you know, but I, um, you know, the foundation is there to support youth, um, but it's also there to support adults too. You know, we we do business grants also. You know, we we get money, um, and really the businesses, the intent is to give so much of the money from the business, put put it back into the foundation. So we're going to be doing great things. So y'all just go out there, you know, and follow. And, you know, just like I say, just stay encouraged. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's important because 
as much as, you know, as we wrap up, as much conflict as, you know, we have had in our younger years, um, I know that, I know that it was divine for us to connect. Because truthfully, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for you. And what I mean by that is I didn't have no family structure, right? You know, and, you know, right. Sue, t- Sue took me in. Your your grandmama took me in yeah. and, you yeah, know, she do. and, you know, helped right. me and showed me the way. Right. And, you know, like didn't know me from a can of paint, right? right? Yeah. And she is a huge part of why I am, quote unquote, where I am, or really why I go the way that I go. That's right. Right? And so had I not met you <laughs> and had I not met her, right? Yeah. And that's DJ aside. DJ is a huge part of it for right. me, just like it is for you. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but I definitely want to thank you. What else you want to tell the people about DJ Cuts, Danye's Kitchen, just, Way Too Real? Just come and pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> oh, and you on DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash, Uber Eat, Grubhub. Danye's Kitchen, D O E N Y A apostrophe S, Kitchen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right.